0: inside the recording studio. I am Jody Whitesides, and with me is Mr. Chris Hellstrom. How are you, Chris?
1: I am, as Warren Hewitt would say, I am doing marvelously well. Well, I'm doing good. That's really good, isn't it? (laughs) That's really good, yeah. Uh, I get to do this for another day, so I'm good. (laughs) All right. Any day about
0: six feet under is a good day, isn't it? Something like that, right?
1: Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah, how are you doing?
0: I'm kicking. I just like saw some very buzzy news and and it'll come up later in the podcast, but yeah, it's kind of the thing that makes me go, mm, fun stuff coming.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. I dig
0: it. Yes. Yeah. What are you going to be working on today? Shoveling snow. Just kidding. Actually it did snow, but I'm not sure. Sh- it's already shoveled today. Yeah. I'm actually doing a track for a, a TV show or actually it's a documentary of sorts for a TV production of some sort. Mm -hmm. I don't wanna give away too much. Yeah, you can't say it. No, you're you're writing some stuff today. I'm working on some stuff and it involves uh, things that uh, I have lots of sample libraries for, so that's a good thing.
1: All right. All right. Cool. Well, So this would be one of those things from last week's episode. When we talked gear acquisition syndrome. You actually get to use the shit that yeah, you have, Yeah, I'm getting right? to
0: use some of the stuff that I've acquired over the time of, of time.
1: Well, fancy that.
0: So it's a good thing in that regard. Yeah. Uh, what yeah, about you? Are you doing anything aside from this?
1: Um, I am, yeah, today I'm actually going to do a little bit of teaching, but I have some recording and stuff to do as well. So, um, Mm -hmm. I have to prepare some tracks for, um, well, for another project that somebody needs to have some practice tracks to, to work on their vocals for and that kind of thing. So, and they didn't want to use
0: band in a box or something. (laughs) Is that, uh, is that still around? Do you think? Yes. No, it's, it's like, I, I don't have it, but they do still make it and it's like, extremely expanded upon compared to back in the day when it was kind of right. like having a overgrown Casio, but they now yeah. have like hundreds and hundreds of different ways of doing things on every instrument and, and sample libraries to boot with it. So apparently it's Is that a lot right? more humanistic than it used to be.
1: Wow. Cause I, I always associated that with, um, you know,
0: bad demos. J-
1: well, th- that but, but it was basically guys that um, were practicing improvising over their jazz standards, type of thing. Sure, I, th- that's sure. that's
0: I, what I was thinking about. I but, used to own it know. and I used it for plugging in chord progressions to just play over, so I could instantly change keys and, and tempos and all kinds of things just to have fun.
1: See, there you go. Yeah, so you put in giant steps there and just start blowing your arpeggios all of that. And- oh yeah, <laughs> but of course. Yeah, right in your wheelhouse.
0: All right. Um, so what's the topic of today? What are we doing? We are traveling. Today's topic is traveling. Traveling with audio from one place to another. <laughs> I would put it. And we use buses, hence the travel terminology I just used, and oxes. And yeah. how those fit in to modern DAWs. That's yeah. I, I guess that's one way of putting it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's about as concise as it's going to get because this can get a little bit hairy, can it? With uh, I don't know the if definitions, it's so much it's
0: hairy, but uh, I feel like, uh, in a sense, terminologies have gotten blurred. Is a good way of saying it in the DAW world compared to the hardware world, and those blurrations—and how's that for a new word? Uh, <laughs> Blurrations <laughs> blurations have created confusion sometimes as to what does what. So we're yeah, here I, right now to define this, in a sense, for all you lovely people out there, uh, what the difference is between a bus and an ox is yeah. in modern yeah. DAWs, in relation to modern DAWs. I'm just going to reiterate that one more time, in modern DAWs.
1: <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, because there it's a lot to unpack there. But why don't we just go ahead? Yeah, because people throw this out. And I, I do think that... Um, I mean, me being a grammar Nazi and everything, it bugs me when people use the wrong terminology. Well, uh, is, is which this, is this
0: related to your childhood? <laughs> I'm sure in some way
1: has to do. Not the Nazi ask, but but certainly the stickler for being you know precise and in, in, in this type of thing. Okay. Um, but I do think I agree with what you said. It. Um, when terminology and the meaning of said terminology gets blurred, it causes a lot of confusion. Yes. Um, We've talked about it in the past where we've talked about how people use the phrase or the terminology stems.
0: Stems, yes.
1: Yeah. And even some software companies that will remain nameless are actually (laughs) helping to blur those lines. Um, So, buses and ogs is what we're Talking about oxes. today, yes, oxes, o- oxes.
0: It's almost like yeah. oxen, but not the same. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly like that, but completely different. <laughs> One's um, an animal; one is can be like an animal. Anyway, so now we've uh, established one. Yes. Now, yeah. But, but so, why don't you go ahead with with the definition that that I don't say that we came up with, but the way that we decided to phrase this. So how would you say what is the difference between a bus? And an well, rather than
0: door. rather than talking the difference, I'm just gonna say what the idea, what is a bus, that idea right there. And the idea of a bus is that it is a channel strip that can take multiple audio sources in its input, combines all those referenced audio sources either into a mono signal or a stereo signal, and then allows you to control all of that audio with a single fader. In terms of volume, plus there's a you know if you ever if you're panning it and it's in mono or stereo, there's that uh, ability to do that as well. So it takes a whole bunch of sources and allows you to control them all at the same time with one channel strip function. Right. Now, yep. Functionality. Mm-hmm. there's sometimes channel strips have more than just faders; they have pans. Sometimes the other stuff. But yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's I a bus. Sur-
0: it's, yeah, it's taking would... your audio from one place, combining it with a whole bunch of other audio, and sending it off to another. Just like a bus does with real people on streets and in cities.
1: <laughs> Hence the travel. <laughs> Hence the travel again. term, yes. Yeah. So what
0: about an oxen? How is that different? An ox. Yes. An ox is more like uh I'm doing my little Simpsons. What's character that does this shit? Mr. Um, Burns. Mr. Burns. uh, As I'm sitting here tapping my fingertips together. uh, The ox is like the younger brother to a bus. Mm -hmm. The younger brother that kind of has grown up with steroids, in a sense. (laughs) But steroids that don't damage you physically. They just make you bigger, faster, stronger without, like, say, making you sterile. (laughs) And giving you cancer. Um, the younger brother of the bus is the ox, and it has all of its functionality of its older brother. Mm-hmm. But it has one big ability that it does that the bus doesn't have. And that big ability, and this is in relation to Dawes, mind you. Yes. Uh, it is an ox that has the ability to use additional sends. Yes. Because technically speaking, buses do not have sends. Auxiliary yes. channel strips do. Right. That's the big difference. Yeah. So we can see that that's that can get
1: very hair-splitting kind of definitions here yes. because ultimately— a huge generalization, you can say that they do the same thing. They perform the same function, but an AUX has a send on it. So you can send that further, not the entire signal, but just part of the signal as well, to a different place.
0: Maybe so, it would be like likening, since we're talking buses to be like buses that carry a lot of people in a general direction uh, as they carry them along. An ox is kind of like that bus, but it has, say, superpowers, Like Captain Marvel or something.
1: (laughs) I I, I think we're we're heading down a path where we're just muddying the waters here. So maybe we should kind of scale back from that. But but bottom line is that the the difference is essentially that an aux has sense on it, a bus doesn't. That is correct. In your DAW, in your DAW. In the digital world, yes. Right. So presumably that is why. I don't want to say all, but I would say a lot of companies with their DAWs are focusing more on the auxiliaries, aux, yeah, a, 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 as opposed to the bus. It, well, uh,
0: it's much more flexible in its routing capabilities. That's probably the primary it, reason for it in the digital world.
1: Right. Yeah. So, um, so fine definition there, but generally, we're staking we say- our
0: we're we're staking our little flag, the ITRS yeah. flag, and. Poof, stamping it right there on, like, Mars. That's mm-hmm. the fine line between a bus and an ox. Yeah, and, and sense or no sense, <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah. Sends and no sense. That's the, it- the big, big, big difference.
1: Yeah. So um, you touched on before that why we would want to use a bus or an ox, as it would be. Um, but generally, mm-hmm. not always, but generally, uh, we can think of – as you said, sending multiple tracks to be controlled with one fader. Yep. Um, cases, that might be you're, you're sending all your drum kit pieces to a bus. So you can now have a fader where you go,
0: here's my drum track or
1: my my, well, my, your, my
0: drums. Your drum sound. And then you yes. control them with one <laughs> fader. Because right. you've already got the balance between them all set up and it makes it easier to – manipulate the rest of the audio in the relation to the mix with a single fader on a Right.
1: One fader as opposed to 10 drum tracks or whatever. Yes. So um, that would be used. Um, other things, obviously, um, multiple guitars. It could be multiple keyboards. It could be background vocals. Whatever you want, obviously, but, but that's the general use for
0: uh, why most of us w- would use a buzz or an ox. Oh, yeah. So what are the primary ways to get sound to a bus,
1: Chris? Well, that would be generally using sense. There's two ways, actually. The, the, yeah, it, there's and two. De- yeah, and it depends a little bit on the use of what we're trying to do with this. Um, in the examples that we talked about now, you might set your, let's say, let's go back to this. Let's make it easy. We got two guitar tracks, one left and one right. Yes. And we want to send those to a guitar bus. I'm riding the bus with you. Sounds good. <laughs> Strap in. Here we <laughs> I'm, go. I'm, I'm um, putting the belt on. You might want to set the output of both of those guitar tracks to said bus. So that they're both... Let's start at the beginning. They go... we using bus number one. Mm. We Set the output of each channel to bus number one. We create either a bus or if we're in logic, it's going to create an aux for us automatically by doing that. Um, but then you set on the bus or the aux, we set the input to bus one in this case, and everything that is being sent on bus one is going to end up at that bus, so we can now control those. So guitars. you're now blurring now, you're the lines looking-
0: right there as you speak. I know, it's so hard to <laughs> separate it from so um, uh, but Because the idea is I'd okay talk so, about so the we, bus. Okay, so let,
1: let, okay. I'll backtrack. I'll backtrack a little bit. Forget about the AUX <laughs> at this point. We're just sending stuff on the bus. We're, we're putting the guitars on the bus at the moment. Right. They're going or somewhere. on a bus. They're, they're go, yeah, they're going somewhere. So we're sending them to bus number one. Right. So we set the output of the guitars that we want to send. We set its output to bus one. That would be use number one. Right? We're just sending the whole thing on the bus. The other one would be um, using a send. And let's say that we have those same two guitar tracks, left and right, and they're close mic'd or they're software emulation. Um, they might sound a little dry, so we might want to add just a little bit of room reverb or something like that. So we can now use send. Let's say we're using send number two or send. I'm sorry. I'm blurring the lines again. (laughs) Uh, I I wish I had something funny to say to that, but I don't. I'm just going to continue with the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's say now that we're sending on bus number two. We're applying a send. We're sending it to bus number two. And on bus number two, we may have a reverb unit. So we're sending part of that guitar track or we're sending the signal to the reverb unit that is going to end up somewhere. But I'm trying not to get into the returns here. So we're just sending <laughs> stuff. So we send stuff on a bus either through a send or the channel output.
0: Right. So I, 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 I confused that even more? Yeah, yeah. you probably uh, did. So yeah. I, I'm going to kind of interject right here. And here's part of the reason why the terminology is getting blurred and difficult, as, yeah. as some people will understand based on what Chris was saying. You're going to send it to the <laughs> bus that's made a created an aux. Um, It is common in a lot of modern DAWs to actually call that send a bus. But when it creates the bus for that send that you've just instantiated, mm-hmm. it's actually creating an auxiliary channel strip. Hence yeah. the reason for the blurring of the definition. So it's not creating a bus under that instantiation, but it is calling that routing to the auxiliary channel strip a bus. And that's where things get confused. And I think that's why you yeah. immediately, without even thinking about it, was just like, oh, well, I do this. I'm sending on the bus and it's going to make this auxiliary channel strip. Because your primary DAW mm-hmm. logic yep. does that period, in the new versions. Now, there was a point in time when Logic (coughs) did not do that. You had to specifically create either a bus or an auxiliary channel strip. But Mm -hmm. I think it was in version 10. When that came out, they started specifically making auxiliary channel strips not Buses. Now, you can still make buses in logic, specifically mm-hmm. buses that are not auxiliary channel strips, but you have to do it manually and you have yeah. to use the environment to do it. Yeah. Most other DAWs don't get that involved in that in depth. They just call their bus a bus and it technically is an aux, or they might actually call their aux an aux and then term it with the send being called the bus, which isn't technically the right terminology and that's how Uh, these things are getting blurred hopefully that is explaining your mouth expelling what it did (laughs) moments ago (laughs) do you need me here should i just go or or, uh, (laughs) well yeah Um, i mean it's no fun no uh, yeah um
1: yeah that's very well put and i I do think um i do think that Not to be petty here, but I think the logic thing there, I think it goes back (laughs) I think it goes back even further than that. I think um the behavior of automatically creating an aux, um I would say probably maybe as far back as eight, I Mm. think. Okay. But but it goes back, I mean it's it's obviously so ingrained and it sounds like I'm talking about like I'm not know what I'm doing, but but it gets so ingrained in your workflow that it's easy to-
0: Blur those lines. Think, yeah, because you're thinking
1: <laughs> about just the the, the the practical application of what it is that you're doing.
0: So- um, Yes, and I'm but, not but constantly yeah. referring to Robin Thick through all of this. It's just, we're blurring lines.
1: We are, yes. We're, we're uh, sometimes And inadvertently... we shouldn't.
0: I, I, no, I, th- I, the I idea did, was I to- I think that, you know, th- is, uh, for fear of sounding like, get off my modern doll. <laughs> old man kind of thing is yeah. it's 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 bad terminology and it should be fixed the unfortunate yeah. reality is is that there's probably no way in hell it's ever going to get fixed yeah. somebody is who's a programmer and not really technically a musician who doesn't understand the difference or an engineer or a recordist probably doesn't give as much of a shit and most yeah. people that use it if they even give the feedback to the manufacturer of the DAW or their programmer yeah, may not even give the feedback, and then the programmer doesn't know any different and doesn't make the change. So,
1: yeah, no, it's um, it is one of those things, and and you then you can even throw in things like terminologies different in, in the U.S. where you and I are, or yeah as opposed to like in the UK and things like that we use different terminology so that further blurs the line that that goes back a little bit more i think to to the hardware days but but still it's like we refer to things differently so how do we have A unified language, if you will, for for some of this terminology. And
0: with people like uh, us sitting here on a podcast, bishing (laughs) to the world (laughs) saying, please don't do this anymore.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, but that, that, I mean, on a little bit of a tangent here, would that, should the term bus, should that be
0: updated? Eliminated. Eliminated or updated? Yeah. How about they update it? and not use auxiliary anymore. Cause it's not really an auxiliary channel strip if you're always using them as buses and just update the concept of bus. But then that becomes a confusion thing for the hardware world. Yeah. Because in the hardware world, these things are very, very different. <laughs> yeah. And we're not discussing that today. So that's where I'm gonna stop right there.
1: Yeah, it, it's, um, yeah, so it's a lot of that. But, but as we said, the usage can be somewhat similar. Right. To, to blur the lines here, but the definition there again is like an ox has sense on it, a bus doesn't.
0: Right. right? And with that, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsor. And now we're back. We're going to move on and talk about why are we using buses and oxes? Like the little um, reasons. Why? Why, Chris? Yeah. Why? I want to know. Why? why, why, Well, we've touched on on
1: two of them kind of already. Did Um, we? Yeah. In brief, when I blurred the lines. uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's a song, isn't it? I think so.
0: I've heard of it. it,
1: Yeah. If it isn't, it it should be. So somebody out there should write it. You're you're welcome. There's a title. (laughs) Um, Well, grouping of tracks, I think, is the first Obvious one. Right. And uh, when we're in a future podcast or, or a two minute or a Tuesday tip or something like that, we'll show your mix template and we'll show why you're the
0: reigning champion of bus routing. But can't be that. No, I'm not the reigning no, champion. No, no. Um, That's got to be Brower. Yeah.
1: Brower is, but he's the gold standard now when it comes to bus routing, right? So he's, you know, he, he's almost like in the Hall of Fame, so somebody else has to do it. Um, <laughs> okay, then I'm taking up part of the mantle. <laughs> you're throwing your hat in the ring. Um,
0: but so but it, routing tracks. So yeah, when. And it, it stems more or less from workflow that came from the hardware days to simplify the ability to like do these gigantic mixes that were on huge consoles. Sure.
1: Yeah. And it's that, you know, instead of having drums on, you know, 10 to 18 tracks, depending on how many mics you've used. Oh, go
0: 24, man. 24 track drums. Come on. Sure. Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, uh,
1: think about how fun it must have been to to mic up like Neil Peart's kit, you know, when you're doing that. How many mics do you think they used? Well, I was just thinking, I wonder if, I wonder how much he scaled down his kit when he was tracking.
0: Maybe not at presume, all. Who knows?
1: M- maybe not. I Somebody's know, yeah, he...
0: probably written a book on that. I haven't read it. Yeah. Yet, but,
1: yeah. Somebody should. Yeah, somebody yeah. hasn't. Inquiring minds want to know. Right? Please. Um, so, um, yeah, so instead of having 96 tracks of drums, <laughs> you, s- <laughs> you send them to, to one and now you have basically all your groups of tracks um, and you have one fader for drums, stereo yes. track with drums. Um, same thing for... Other groups could be, you know, your guitars, it could be background vocals, keyboards. Um, I mean, imagine orchestral mixing without any kind of grouping, that kind of thing. It, you know. Well,
0: that, that pulls a whole different concept based that, on how the orchestra is actually done, whether it's a live orchestra sure. or if it's an in-the-box orchestra. Because a live orchestra generally mm-hmm. isn't going to have each individual part mic'd up. No, no, no. But I'm saying, like, if
1: you go, okay, well, we got our woodwinds here, we got our brass section, we got, yes. you know, th- that type of thing,
0: but right? But usually, they'll, when they're doing that in a hardware situation, they will get it all balanced, and then it will go down fairly much, probably to a two-track uh, on a live kind of thing, I would think.
1: Yeah, I was thinking th- in, the, in the scoring world, we should, actually, I should... At some point, we should ask somebody to come on and talk about how they actually go about the mixing it, with a know, live with a live
0: orchestra because with it is very orchestra. different from one that happens Yeah, in yeah, the yeah, box. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, but so the uh, other grouping big are, reason, yes, preach for, brother, uh, uh, of buses and oxes, and this comes from somebody we just mentioned a few moments back, is, is parallel processing. Yeah, and and not only doing your groupings for like making things very simple in your. DAW in terms of like what you're grouping, but, uh, parallel processing. Cause sometimes you want, if you're doing, say, if we keep referring to drums, because they tend to have the most individual tracks, a lot of the times, what is known as New York compression yeah, is what is also termed as parallel compression. And you would run all of your You'd run all the drums to a send, not like running the outputs to it, but you'd run mm-hmm. a send to a bus or an auxiliary channel strip, depending on which way you want to do it. And you would throw a compressor on that bus. And generally with New York uh, compression in parallel with drums, you compress the living snot out of it yep. to really bring up the room and the, the, the depth of everything that's happening below the attack And then you kind of tuck that back in in the mix to give the drums more beef. And they call that parallel processing. And Brower was the absolute king of this, right? He did it with all kinds of things. He did multiple parallel processings for like vocals. So like your vocals might have six different compressors, but they're on six different buses or, or auxiliary channel strips. And then all mixed together along with the lead kind of tucked in and it gives a huge amount of strength to whatever part you're doing that to. Do you really want to go into the realm of doing six different compressors (laughs) on a single voice for different aspects? Maybe, maybe not, but uh, it can do something to the world that you're trying to create in the audio. So.
1: Yeah. And that actually brings up a really good example of the benefit of an AUX as opposed to a buzz. Because now let's say that you have all your drums routed to an AUX in this case. Mm-hmm. And you want to do parallel compression on your drums. Well now you can use ascend from that drum AUGS. Yes. To another bus where you then apply all your compression and, and so on. And then you can go further down the line and combine these either at your master bus or you send them back to a third aux into a bus and then to control that. And that's a point of
0: why I think modern DAWs have embraced the concept of the ox yeah. as being both the ox and the bus. Right. Because it gives you all of that extra power to do whatever. So you could take your drum... Mix or your guitar mix and send it to an aux. And then, if you want all of them to contain the same processing from another send of, say, some reverb, as you gave an example before, or compression, as I gave an example before, those kind of things become very easy with an auxiliary channel strip. Yeah. Which operates much like a bus, but gives you that additional ability to do the parallel processing much easier.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just the. the, uh, the added flexibility, really. Yes. Um, that, that gives us that. And uh, it's like
0: being Nadia Comaneci, or in this day Simone Biles. Yeah. Very
1: flexible. I was, was going to say you, you, you really come across as the old guy, just like yeah, back in no, my day. but she was
0: the first one to ever get a perfect ten. That's why yes. I pulled it off.
1: Yeah. No, I uh, he sticks the landing as well. I give <laughs> no no marks out of ten for you. <laughs> Watch your coffee spray there, or tea spray. i tea. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah, so um, I wasn't thinking of sticking the landing, but actually, it's very apropos for the for the analogy. yeah for, for yeah there we go. Um, All right, well
1: done, you. Thank you. Um, and the other one we, we touched on it, um, but um, also obviously using a sender bus where you have a reverb somewhere that that you want or delays um, or delays or, or, or anything really or but any but
0: kind th- of effect,
1: yes. right? But but the I, I think. That is also a, um, now this is just me speculating here, but at least from my perspective, is that that is a workflow thing that is really harkening back to the hardware days, right? Where yes. there might've been one reverb box in the studio, let's say, and that's your reverb, and you wanted more than one thing to go to that. So you could send your your signal to this and they would all share the same reverb unit. Yep. Um, now and we also, don't have
0: to do that anymore.
1: But no, but this w- certainly was a time in the uh, digital realm as well because it came down ADATS. to processing power. Well, that. But but if we had, I mean, even in a DOM. early uh, days of logic. Yeah, well, they, <laughs> or Qubits. Well, yeah, or, or anything. I mean, just Pro Tools. J- any of that, where just the machines just weren't powerful enough to to run. Let's say, oh, okay, I want a reverb on all of these tracks as opposed to inserting it in line in each channel it just wasn't enough processing power to do that so yes. it, it became that as well but it's also you know to, to over labor the, the topic here but if you're sharing if you want them all to share the same sound of a reverb you could just use one as opposed to instantiating everyone on across 10 tracks even if you do have the horsepower so yeah, yeah, yeah. So sends so, and grouping, and parallel processing, and all that kind of fun stuff. Buses all and oxes. In buses and
0: oxes, and buses, as we have stated before, do not contain sends. Yep. For additional processing beyond the bus, however, mm-hmm. the auxiliary channel strip, which operates much like a bus, has that ability. So mm-hmm. that is the big difference between buses and oxes in a DAW. Yes. And that wraps us up for this episode in terms of our buses and oxes, but that gives us time for Friday <laughs> fines. Yay! And because it's always traditional here to start off with Chris, Chris, we're starting with you. <gasps> I'm intrigued. Um <laughs> I yes, What have you got for but, us? What have I got today? Oh, um, you know what? Before you actually kick that down. Yeah. 2 minute Tuesday. The well, not the yeah. Tuesday tip, not 2 minute <laughs> Keep saying that we've changed yeah. it to just Tuesday tips because we had some issues. We've with never keeping it in dumped two dumped minutes, yeah. <laughs> 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 so, the Tuesday tip for this week is going to be an example of a bus and an ox. I think that's great, yeah. Just as simple as that, it doesn't just have to, to be show anything. it digitally speaking on a screen to say, Yeah, here's what a bus looks like, here's what an os looks like, here's what an os, here's what an ass looks like, here's what an ox looks like, here's what a bus looks like. So, yeah. there's going to be three examples, well, maybe yeah. just two. Two of the three will be there. Anyway, let's continue on with your Friday find. I'm sorry to have rejected. Right. That is quite all right. Um, I was
1: planning on having a musical one today, oh. but I'm changing my mind. Uh-oh. I'm going to go for something else. Um, because You're scaring me now. <gasps> Where's my will you scream? Be. You should be. Um No, but just this morning, as a matter of fact, um, as I'm getting ready for my day, I picked up my acoustic guitar and... Started playing something as I've been known to do. Uh Uh-oh. And I came up with a little idea that, hmm, this is pretty cool. So I have a newfound appreciation for the Music Memos app on my iPhone.
0: What? Yeah. (laughs) Um, What is Music Memos? I'm not familiar with this app. Really? Yeah. You're unaware? Okay. Um, I don't even know if I have it installed on my phone.
1: If you don't go download it again because you will use it.
0: Okay. Um,
1: it is. What? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just a simple device. Um, it's an Apple thing. Um, it's a free app. Right. Um, but it's is it like simple voice mem-
0: memos, just called music memos.
1: But on steroids. Oh. Because you can you can just you hit a button and you can just record. Now what it also does. Is it analyzes what it is that you played and tells you what chords you played? If you want to, it can add bass or drums to that as well. But how That's accurate not- is this thing? relatively accurate yeah it's not yeah I mean I wouldn't use it to necessarily transcribe stuff but but if you're doing if you start using like 13s and stuff like that it's not going to pick that up um, but you can specify that as well but mm-hmm. that's not the cool thing about it uh-uh. I like the idea of it's how it's really simple to just kind of get an idea down that uh, you don't want to forget. But then what you can actually do is that you can, if I'm not wrong on this, and I know somebody <laughs> will correct me if I am, but you can open those in Logic. Oh, wow. You can actually import that into Logic um, and then continue on sketching on that. Very so that nice. has to be my pick. Yeah, um, that has to be my yeah, find, as it were, but music memos uh-huh. on, on, on well, the iPhone. Yeah. K- it seems yes, I like told today's
0: you, huh? Well, yeah, I think today's episode needs to be sponsored by Apple, damn it. <laughs> because you <laughs> because are going to mention. I'm going to mention the new Apple Mac Mini. Yeah. I think this is going to become a very, very capable machine as of a few days ago when they announced it. Mm-hmm. It now comes with the Apple silicone and it is ridiculous in terms of the specs. Now, how real these specs are, we don't really know just yet, but- As far as like benchmarks- Benchmarks and and everything else. However, that being said, the price of the base model of the Mac mini is now 699, which is a little cheaper than it previously was, Mm -hmm. which is a good thing for most people. And most people already have a computer setup where they have a monitor and a keyboard, unless they have the iMac where it's all built in. But- Yeah. the Mac Mini is now going to have eight GPU cores or some ridiculous number of GPU cores built right into the system-on-a-chip M1 that they're calling it, uh-huh. which is going to make it a very, very handy machine. Uh, they're saying that it's going to allow you to do three times as many software instruments that I guess that the Mac Mini could possibly I previously do before, which I do not know the count of. Right. Well, Logic. I know
1: that, yeah, because well, I know the, the current Mac Mini is by all reports, a beast of a machine itself Sure, if you spec it out. So this this sounds like a solid piece of muscle.
0: Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and they announced at the same time with this is that obviously with the OS in two years going strictly Apple silicone-based only, uh, it, it's obviously a forward-thinking machine at this point. So if you're about to buy a computer, wait a week or two until this is actually shipping. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then you won't be like, Uh, buggered in two years when your machine can no longer take new OSs if you don't buy the new one that's coming out right now. And the other interesting thing about it is they announced a slew of their own apps that they have that also include, in our musical world, GarageBand, Logic, and Mainstage will all be Apple Silicon ready when these machines ship, Hmm. which is cool. cool. Yeah, I don't know how that works with the current OS of Big Sur because I'm assuming that Big Sur will actually allow use of Apple Silicon apps. But what they're calling them right now is universal apps. And that means that it contains the code both for the Intel version and the Apple Silicon version. So the new Mac Mini is my Friday find of the week. Very cool. Yeehaw. Very cool. And so while we still have all of you here, and we have your attention because you're wrapped and you're sitting there in, in whatever like situation, whether breath. you're in your car and you're, you've got your headphones on or, or whatever. We would like to ask you to go leave us a review at InsideTheRecordingStudio.com review or actually InsideTheRecordingStudio.com forward slash review, which will give you a link where you can go review our podcast and tell other people like how much you love us because hopefully you love us a lot. <laughs> 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 or you can go to inside the recording and sign up for our mailing list and get reminders about the Tuesday tips that we do. And we'll make sure that you don't miss any future episodes as well, because you know, why would you want to do that? And in addition to that, if you mention the words buses and oxes, not buses and asses or buses and oxes, um, <clears throat> but buses and oxes, In an email sent to goldstar at Inside the Recording Studio, you might just get something back special. And if you have a topic of suggestion for Chris and I to sit here and expound upon for a future episode, drop us an email and let us know and we'll put it into consideration. And with that, are you baited? You're, you sound baited I you? am Oh, I'm waiting I, I'm going to say we'll see you next week and if you're watching us on YouTube for the Tuesday Tip we'll see you there on Tuesday
1: alright thanks for listening alright have a good day Jody
0: see you next week Chris alright bye